Welcome to the College Sports Conversations presented by the NCAA. I'm Kayla Gagnon. As part of Pride Month in June, we are talking with student athletes in the LGBTQ community about their journeys and college athletics experiences. This is a topic that is extremely close to my heart as a former swimmer at West Virginia University and a member of the LGBTQ community. A few years ago, I started my own podcast, Queer Mountaineers, and that challenges the popular narrative of what it means to be queer and Appalachian, and it's now in its fourth season. Our guests today are fellow Mountaineers, West Virginia University track and field and cross-country runners, Candace and Tig Archer. Uh, they both recently wrapped up their athletic careers at WVU, which I also graduated from, in case you forgot, but from a few seconds ago. <laughs> and their story began there. Candace and Tig, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Yes. Well, happy Pride Month. Oh, yes. It's a great month. Yeah, get out the rainbows. I see you're wearing them. Yeah, I got my Morgan. I got my Morgan's repping some Morgantown pride uh, today. Um, yeah, have you, I mean, clearly you guys are on a road trip right now. Uh, do y'all have any plans for Pride Month this year? <sighs> I don't know. I like. I have yet to been to like a pride parade. I really want to go to one. But we were in San Francisco last time Pride Month and we're like, oh we're gonna do the Pride Parade. And, and then it got canceled. COVID clearly happened. So oh, I know like, and Oregon is pretty strict right now with every bit of the COVID protocol. So I don't even think they're really gonna do much, which is the same because it's pretty open up here. <laughs> it is very open up here and that's what I like about it. I mean every store that I've been to it says um has like the pride flag and then it says we welcome you and that's amazing so I mean I wanted to dye my hair rainbow but we don't have dye but maybe like when we see her sister her sister actually dyed her hair rainbow this oh that's month, amazing so. I have not been bold <laughs> enough to dye my hair just yet but you know I haven't quite committed to the the rainbow to the rainbow flag hair but I I'll wear I'll wear that on my clothes you know and bandanas that's usually something I like to wear a lot um, well, I got some fellow Mountaineers here on the podcast today. Uh, I'd like to start off with how did you both end up at WVU? You can how start. Yeah. Okay. So my high school coach was actually coached by Sean, which was, or which is the cross country and track coach at WVU. So he recommended that I go there and I was like, sure. Why not? Like I've never been outside of Virginia. I, and it was a chance for me to get a scholarship and, you know, receive an education. So um, I ended up going there and Tig's a year younger than me. So she went a year later. Yeah, I came in. I was like how I got to WVU and how we met are pretty similar stories. Uh, we came, I came on my visit to WVU and I just really loved the team and the atmosphere. But I got in the car, we were driving down the windy roads of West Virginia and three runners just all slam in the car <laughs> and they're doing the introductions quickly as we're still like I'm getting car sick and Candace goes hi I'm Candace I'm gay and <laughs> me from Texas had never heard someone introduce themselves like that <laughs> because in Virginia it was just I received a lot of support and love and no like no hatred like I was very lucky when I came out to have such a great support system and so I was very comfortable with myself and I knew that when I saw Tig that we'd be friends in some way. So I'm like, hi, I'm Candace. I'm gay because, you know, I thought it would have like for her an outlet to be like, oh, this team's really welcoming and open and 
hopefully she would be more comfortable with us. And so that was my little short blurb. <laughs> <to her. laughs> it definitely did. I was going to say, it definitely, I wasn't out at the time. I definitely was starting to realize that like, oh yeah, I'm probably gay. <laughs> I didn't know that she was gay, but like just in case she was like, we're open, like we're a good team, you know? That's yeah. how we met and got to WVU. Yeah, but we didn't start dating until two years later after that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, though. It just casually just throw it in there. I'll pe- pepper in the <laughs> I'm gay. Yeah. I love that so I much. Was <laughs> it's funny because, like, we, we don't want to be like, oh, gay is my identity. But, like, you also want to be, like open and have like an inclusive environment for the team and athletes especially in West Virginia so you don't see like a lot of them there like it's just stereotypical I think that people assume that like you know gay people are like not supposed to be there (laughs) yeah and I remember um there's like a diver who was like one of the first openly gay athletes at WVU um and he came out I think I want to say maybe two or three years before, um, you know, we ended up there. So mm-hmm. it's definitely, that was definitely interesting to have around. And I got to say, I kind of agree with the, you know, casual, like just throw it, I'm gay kind of thing. I did that with like some <laughs> freshmen because it got to the point where I was just so comfortable around my teammates. That, like I was just driving the freshmen around and like just casually did the, maybe not so much like the, I'm gay. Oh, by the way, I'm gay. It was kind of like that. Uh, so just being, and then, and then what's even funnier is that one of the freshmen's like, oh, I'm gay too. And I'm like, I'm not the only gay anymore. Like, you know, it's definitely, I was like, it's interesting, like how you create that environment and how it kind of grows. I was like, I think we've definitely noticed that is like our, as we started, we were the first ones on the team that were open about it. And it's definitely changed the environment of the team and has created more open and just everyone is kind of who they are and everyone's okay with that. <laughs> yeah, because like six years ago when I was a freshman, the team was so different than what it is now. Um, we just had girls that like didn't support LGBTQ. And when I came on, the coach was like, if you are mean to her or discriminatory against her, you will be kicked off this team. So he was very supportive uh, when I came on, which is what you need. You need that support system. Um, and then when Tate came on, I'm like, oh, I'm like the only gay person on this team. So, you know, I got to welcome her, and, you know, make sure that she feels included and welcome. Um, but now the team is just so inclusive. Like we love them to death. Like they are the most supportive teammates you could ever ask for. That's amazing. Um, well, to back in the car and Candace introducing herself and all that. Um, how did it go from, from what happened in the car ride and to getting car sick and all that stuff to where you are right now? Um, I was gonna say a long road. So that was our, That's what this is all like, for. My, yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, that was my um, visit into, and so I was still in high school. And then we, I got into college and stuff. And as like, I got to meet the team and feel more like acceptable in that place. Like I came out as gay. Um, And I think both of us knew we kind of liked each other, Um, (laughs) but we were also at a place where like I had just come out and it was one of those things that was really hard for me to come out and I wasn't fully comfortable in my own skin yet, I think is the correct way to say it. 
and there was stuff that Candace needed to work through. So we kind of took like a year of just like, okay, we need to grow separately. And then when we were at that space where we could, we just were locked (laughs) and we have not been separated ever since then. Oh, And that was 2017, I think we started dating. Yep. So then it's just been like that. No, we're just attached at the hip at this point. Yeah, we like Facebook (laughs) do every run together and eat together and do whatever it is. (laughs) (laughs) But I could not be more full for a partner like her. So she's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I get. Yeah, so, well, you two started out as teammates, and you ended up getting married, like, almost two years ago now. That's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, I was gonna say, it doesn't seem like it existed. And it was definitely interesting doing it, getting married while being a student athlete on a team. That's... Yeah, wedding parades, and I'm like, we had much different weddings than everyone else that seems to have done it. Yeah, because you know, as a college student, you're supposed to be on a budget, like you're (laughs) supposed to be saving money. (laughs) So, with the help of our teammates, like they made it all possible with us. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, what was it like, you know, building a relationship together as student athletes? I mean, clearly, you have a lot going on even outside of maintaining a relationship. What was that process kind of like? (laughs) I would say it was slightly easier because we were on the same team. So there was times when we first start dating and Candace would be like, I have to go to practice. And I'd be like, I'm going to the same practice. Um, (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot. I was like, schedule wise, I was like, that was definitely a benefit. Um, But you know, it was hard because especially when we first started dating, there was like that team dynamic. And I mean, there was never, we're an all only women's team. There's not men. So there's no dating across the team normally as you would have in a female and male team. Um, And so like a lot of the stereotype or some of the fears was that like, well, if we do break up, like what's going to happen to the team? Is there going to be a divide? Um, Especially because like we're a weird sport of in track, you're kind of individual, but in cross, like you're a completely team sport. So there was definitely that weird part of like having to manage like, okay, prioritizing the team team and being there for the team and being teammates with one another but then also still having that relationship of like when Candace is mad and there's a face that she makes that only I know but she's doing it at practice and not getting into it at practice but then waiting for the space afterwards I was like it's definitely kind of a weird give and take that you have to learn (laughs) yeah I'm like establishing like those boundaries um was very important for us and we didn't want it to conflict with running and being able to have that relationship outside of running. Yeah. And well, you mentioned planning a wedding while being a student athlete. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, first of all, let's talk about like, the engagement real quick. Uh, was there like, a, was there like a proposal or was it, you know, what was it like? What was the engagement like? Yeah, well, what was it like? Hmm. So I always make fun of Tig. because she was like oh I'm definitely gonna propose first and I'm like no you're not like you're leaving it up to me and so we went to New York for New Year's Eve and I I wanted to propose really badly yeah but (laughs) I was gonna do it there and so I forgot the ring (laughs) when we went so (laughs) couldn't do it there (laughs) and so 
when we went back to Morgantown, I found her favorite spot and I got down on one knee and I proposed to her and it was January. Yeah, it was cold. She was was really cold. (laughs) But I I made a priority. I was like, I'm going to do this now. Like (laughs) you get so nervous, but like I knew she was going to say yes. Yeah, that does, so, that does help that, the nerves that, a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, and it was snowing. I think there was snow on the ground, right? Yeah, there's snow on the ground. So my knee was snowing. wet. <laughs> yeah. We were dressed in like, you were in a puffy. I was in a, puff, like, you know, the big heavy jackets. We were not looking nice at all, but oh, no. <laughs> it's no. definitely one of those things that it makes Morgantown even just more of a special place, I think, to us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No photography, nothing. It was in the dark. Yeah. I could barely see your face. <laughs> that, is, that is such an awesome story i mean you probably had to make the you know quick they make the will you marry me real quick because that was it was you said it was cold outside right yeah <laughs> morgantown in january like, <laughs> it was like 30 degrees i was like oh god it's freezing outside <laughs> we are not looking nice today don't but yeah, well, pivoting to the wedding, which was in, I believe, <laughs> August, right? Summer, somewhere in the summertime, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's much warmer. <laughs> yeah, well, well, can you like describe kind of the, more about like the process of you know putting the wedding together and like the role your team played and get making that getting that show on the road? <laughs> yeah, I was like, it is definitely. I mean, so you're doing it as like you're an athlete, so you're busy, and so I mean it was one of those things where it was like, we were engaged and we never like, we're like, huh, when are we going to get married? I mean, we knew that we were going to, but we weren't sure. And then it just kind of like, okay, we're going to do it this summer. And yeah. we decided the summer, but we were also both athletes. So we needed to wait for our competition schedule to come out. So we could plan <laughs> when is our team summer camp? when is this when's the practice how do we fit this wedding like in the perfect niche between all of our practice schedules yeah so like (laughs) coming up with like everything it was a bit late I think we came up with stuff in what April yeah I mean there was like our whole um food menu I remember we were both sitting there getting treatment done and I'm getting scraped out and all of a sudden like we're going through food options oh is it going to be spaghetti? Is it going to be potatoes? And then finally, it was just like this lightning bolt moment of like, we both like breakfast food. Um, <laughs> so we're like, we're doing a brunch menu, pancakes, eggs, sausage, like everything like that. Cause we like, we love breakfast. It's but so- there was just that funny thing of like, so many of the details got worked out if we were on a run or in the training room. And I mean, you know, our training room, it's like in the basement. Yeah. So it's it's not like this was like, oh, in a coffee house, we cutely designed the wedding. Like this is, you know, we're sweating or we're doing some sort of thing. And these ideas just kind of popped and it just all happened like that. Pretty sure like rowing and soccer was in there. (laughs) Like it was crowded. I remember that. And the other nice part is because we are an all women's team and we do our training, like all the training rooms around other women. Many of these women have wedding ideas. And so I'm sure we picked up many wedding ideas from like five different teams. Yeah. And- so like, oh, I have the perfect idea. I wanted this for my wedding. Yeah. So well, uh, you talked a lot about the process of getting this wedding together, even having some input from other athletes that weren't on your team, which I think is so <laughs> yeah. funny. Um, can you take us to like the some of the 
through some of like the any like challenges of putting this together or any like funny stories you want to share of it <laughs> so our coach is like probably the most last minute coach that you're going to find yeah um, he does a lot of these last minute like you don't know you're training until probably the morning of yeah and so like when it came to the date like we had a lot of plans made and literally I mean most people say the date's the hardest one but we were literally waiting for our head coach to basically establish what the date of our wedding would be because <laughs> our camp is usually about what three days after that yeah I mean we did our wedding and then basically we had all the girls there and then three days later we went to a camp with all the girls again so I mean that was basically almost like our honeymoon <laughs> we spent of- <laughs> a lot of time with our team that week. yeah That's I was amazing. like is there any other funny stories you can think of oh my gosh the day before the wedding oh my goodness yeah so I, I on we wanted to run and so we went to a trail um near the wedding venue and it was me take um and two of her bridesmaids that were on the team too um and so we start going oh my guys this is a 5k loop like it's gonna be so quick like we got it and so we start going and about 40 minutes later I was like um guys I don't think well I was in denial at first I was like I'm pretty sure this is a 5k I think multiple times at the 10 minute mark, the 20 minute mark and the 30 minute mark that we had not done any turns backwards. And you're like, no, 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 no. It's going to loop. It's going to loop. And at like five miles, we finally turn around and I'm like, okay, guys, this is not a 5k loop. So I grabbed one of her bridesmaids and we start running back just to try to find someone and I'm staying back with another one of our bridesmaids and or one of my bridesmaids and um she kind of nicked her ankle but like it wasn't that bad and I'm just tired and then we get like we're walking a little bit and we see this lake and on the other side of the lake I see our car (laughs) and oh it's so short we got it I'm like well I can swim that (laughs) and so I she stays back and I jump in the lake to go swim across and about halfway through I can hear someone yelling, but I'm like, I'm halfway. I'm just swimming this out. And so I get to the end and there's this little boy yelling, you can't be in the lake. You can't be in the lake. It's drinking water. It's a reservoir. Yeah, it's a reservoir. It's <laughs> drinking water. And so I pop up and there's a park ranger just standing and shaking his head at me. And he's like, well, what seems to be the problem? You're not supposed to be in there. And I'm like, oh my friend she really twist her ankle back there like it's bad and I was like we need help and so he gets in his car and we're driving back and we get there and at this point like we don't have any I don't have any way to communicate with her to like hey really milk this ankle thing <laughs> and so when they we get there and I'm like Avery how is your ankle like you twisted it really bad she's like and, oh oh man yeah, yeah. It's, it's so bad <laughs> she starts limping to the cart she played it off perfectly <laughs> then we got our ride back to the start so it ended up being like a 10 mile run for two of us <laughs> yeah and it was supposed to be like three so, so we were out there for a while Oh my god, that is so funny. Um, yeah. Well, we've talked about all the the build up to the wedding. Uh, <laughs> kind of like, just can you share a little bit about what you know the day was like, the emotions, the things that happened, all that stuff. <laughs> well, I didn't see most of the day because I was, I was so busy getting ready. Tig Wait. actually 
we had two different wedding experiences. <laughs> There's they <laughs> dealt with most of the wedding like fiascos that happened the day of. I mean, while I was like getting pampered by her family and I'm getting my hair done <laughs> and I'm putting on this dress. <laughs> She's getting spoiled. Like, I mean, there was a part where someone's like, Dig, like, does Candace have a lunch? You need to prepare Candace a lunch. And I'm like, what about a lunch for me? Um, but like, that's just how it was. She was in this separate room getting spoiled. And I was there. I was like, we, I was all my bridesmaids. And I mean, I had guys too. So bridesmen, I don't know, um, basically set up the wedding. So there was times I would just hand them stuff. Like I, we got these flowers. I'm like, go take these and put them on this tree. And they're like, how? And I'm like, I don't know. Just do that. (laughs) And I, we had all these chairs. I'm like, go take these chairs and set them up. How do you want them set up? make them look nice like there was I was like we just did it that way and it was like basically a whole mess I mean and then people were coming in because we did a banquet style and so people were coming in with food and they're like where do we put the food I'm like this table and that table got changed maybe 20 times Um, yeah and the girl just didn't know any of this (laughs) but the great thing was that having so many teammates like instead of gifts they brought food yeah. So it was like a giant potluck and it was amazing. Yeah. We'd done brunches basically throughout like the year during the fall for cross, like build team. We'd always do like team brunches. And so that was like our idea is like, Hey, we don't want any wedding gifts. We just want you to bring a dish of food. Yeah. <laughs> and yourself, obviously we want them. There yeah. too. And so <laughs> that's just kind of how we catered the entire wedding. Yeah. it's like you kind of described a little bit like the chaos and setting it up and all that stuff but you know what were some of the emotions going you know going through your mind (laughs) through this whole process besides the the chaos of it (laughs) it's weird like we have been together for a while and like I mean it's just one of those weird things of like you know she's gonna say I do yeah it's not like I'm gonna be like nah I don't want to anymore we were in the middle of Virginia like kind of nowhere like even if she wanted to run it would have been a very far run for her to get away from me um and but like you just get so nervous like I remember saying our vows oh yeah we were so nervous reading our vows I think it was just because like everyone's staring at you but like you know they love you so much and just, even if you messed up they'd love you anyway and I think it's also you're just like like to us like marriage it's that thing of like it's very like sacred and it's something that like you're vowing your life to and we hold it very like close to ourselves and so when you have to do that in front of basically like all of your family and everyone that's important to you in your life I mean it just like it definitely gets to you and it's hard, but it was like, you just want it to be perfect. There's that thing of Candace walked down the aisle to somewhere over the rainbow. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm not a crier. I was like, I'm my, not going to cry. My and dad was holding me. He was giving me away. And right when I saw her and she started walking and I started bawling and I'm like, what are you doing? Like you've seen her a million times. And <laughs> I'm like, I can't cry because I'm wearing makeup. And, so. and, um, was it? Abby, our close friend and teammate, like she was the one that um, Did the whole married show. us. Yeah. And so that was very emotional just seeing her at the end of the aisle and she was like bawling her eyes out too. And <laughs> I think a lot of people were crying. My other bridesmaid, Emily, was crying. <laughs> it was just so, it was happy tears though. Like it was just something that we wanted to do. Yeah. To do it in front of everyone that we loved. It was 
super awesome. I remember seeing the pictures on Facebook. It looked like a really beautiful day. <laughs> it was one of those things where it's like, I remember setting up the whole chaos to it, but at this point I just smiled because it came together so perfectly and everything. I mean, it probably wasn't perfect, but in like your eyes when you're there, like it just doesn't matter. And yeah. so it was one of those things where it was exactly what we wanted. It was around all the people that we wanted and needed. And so it just made a really special moment. Yeah, it was a perfect day. <laughs> and I wouldn't have traded for anything in the world. Like I go, I look back on it and I'm like, I want to do that again. <laughs> I still get goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> oh my God. Well, clearly your teammates, you're clearly, I mean, I think we've established at this point that y'all are really close to your teammates. They straight up made, they helped your wedding go smoothly. One of them even married you too. Um, what's your relationship now after graduating from WVU? Um, I was like, it's that weird thing of like, so our teammates through COVID, I mean, we have like a lot of international teammates too, and they just couldn't go home. And so they all came to our home, like, and they like became family. I was like, and that's just kind of, I was like, it's that weird thing with teammates that you develop is like, eventually at a certain point, they cross the line of, oh, you're a teammate to your family, family. like <laughs> forever, your family. And so I was like, it's kind of that, like, you know, we've gone through some really hard times with our teammates. We've gone through some really great times with our teammates. And so it's what's kind of developed that really close, like relationship and like bond of like, no, like I don't see them as a teammate. Like they're like my sister. Like <laughs> I treat them like my sister. I'll mess with them like my sister. I'll yell at them like my sister and I'll we'll love fight, them. Like, yeah, we'll fight with them like sisters and we'll love them yeah. at the end of the day, like they are nothing else but sisters and family yeah so I was like it's one of those weird things that's like and I think it's like you know it's special like because you don't develop that with everyone and I don't think we'll have I mean maybe we get lucky and we do it again but I think it'll be a very rare point that we get to develop so closely with this group and part of that is because like we are gay and so like coming out, I came out, the first person I came out to was Amy Cashin, who's a teammate of mine, who's now a sister, like, you know, it's just one of those things where you also go through those experiences and those sort of like difficult moments with them that really are kind of, when you go through it that, you can't, yeah, you can't, it bonds forever. you forever. <laughs> You've shared your story with uh, outlets like, uh, you know, uh, Outsports, I believe it is. Uh, yeah. Yes, Outsports. Um, why do you think it's important to, you know, share these wonderful details of your story together? We are not the only gay people to step on an athletics team. I think it's important for teams to see that and be welcoming of other future generations that will come onto that team. Like there can be an inclusive environment. There can be that support for each other. And like, it's all possible, you know? I was like adding on, I just think like, it's one of those things where as much as you want there to be visibility, there's definitely in sports a hard line and there's not so much. And there's some people that stay hidden because they're trying to protect their identity in sports. And so I think that's what we do is we try, I was like, we had a class with a professor, both of us actually were in the class oh, yeah. and um, it was when we were dating and mm-hmm. the professor was an openly out uh, professor who had definitely dealt with a lot of discrimination in his time being at WVU because he was openly out. 
And I asked him, because this was when we were young dating, and I'm like, like, well, what do we do? I was like, you know, we keep getting harassed on campus and like, we're dealing with this, like, what do we do? And he said, you have to be visible. And so I think that's just something that's always stuck with us is that you can sit back and, you know, try to pretend that these issues aren't pertaining to you, but they do pertain to us and we do have a voice and we're supposed to be visible. Luckily we get to do it together. Right. When it's harder when you're alone. (laughs) We have tough days. Like I get to go back to Candace and she gets to comfort me. And not everybody has that. Not everybody has a supportive network like we do. And so the fact that we're lucky enough to at least have all those things makes it to where even more, I think we have to be visible and show people that like, no, we're here. And even if you disagree with it, we're staying and we're still going to be here. And we're going to fight for what we deserve for. Like we deserve love. We deserve opportunity and we deserve each other and we deserve everything you know and I mean I think that's it too right it's like I mean I've had um family members who definitely were more on the conservative side with a lot of these issues but it's one of those things when they get to meet us and they really see our personality and how much I just genuinely love Candace and she loves me it makes it hard for them to disagree with it you know <laughs> What's next for you two? Uh, you know, you both graduated from WVU, uh, you know, as student athletes. Uh, you know, what's next? Well, we're moving to New York. Tig's going to go to school for her master's program in yeah. social work. Congratulations. I'm my master's degree in social work. Yeah, I was like, I'm very um, into policy work. Um, I do. I'm very interested in a lot of work, especially also from West Virginia, the opioid epidemic and addiction and prison reform. So I was like, that's where I sort of find my niche. Um, and then besides, I was like, the great part about running is you kind of never leave the sport. <laughs> so I was like, I'm planning on continuing to do marathon training and see where that takes us. And then, and then I'll be a coach at Columbia. And I'll get to continue my dream of running and hopefully some more road races in my future and cross races to come and working with um, our nonprofit organization, Every Kid Runs, um, which kind of got put on hold for a bit this semester just because of some family things, but um, just planning to expand that to New York since we're so nomadic, I feel like (laughs) everywhere needs a place to um, have resources for those kids that needed. What are some things for your student athlete experience that you'll carry with you into your future together? That's a hard one. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely um, the attitude that you carry yourself with. Um, Bring positivity wherever you go. Like don't let people, you know, define you. Like you said before being visible. I was going to say, I was like, for me, I was like, so I came from Texas and it was very hard for me to come out as gay. And I was going to say my whole experience has sort of been, you know, this balancing of no, like, you know, there's balancing of no, I don't think I'm gay. And then realizing, yes, yes, I'm gay. Um, And also, you know, that idea of like, well, you know, I don't want gay to be my identity and it's that thing of as being a student athlete and having a role you realize that like you kind of have to balance it of like no it's not my entire identity but you know there is a platform that I have to speak on 
And there is this part that like, I do have to push these opportunities and push the boundaries, you know, especially at WVU, we don't have the most open campus. Most of the harassment we've faced has been at um, student like uh, athletic sanctioned events. And so it's pushing the athletic director and pushing, you know, whoever, like those people in charge of like saying, hey, we need to step up in this way. Cause you know, as athletes, we do have a voice. And even though I didn't want that to be my identity, I didn't want it to be everything, you know, you do have to sort of take that on and you need to step up to help push that role of inclusion and diversity. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Candace and Tig for joining us today and sharing your story and for being so open about sharing it with others. You know, it really means a lot to, to me personally and to I'm sure to everybody listening right now. Thank you for having us. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. And thank you to our audience for tuning in throughout this month as we celebrate Pride Month. For more of me behind the mic, you can also check out the Queer Mountaineers podcast on iTunes and Spotify and wherever else to get your podcasts from. This has been College Sports Conversations presented by the NCAA, and we look forward to talking with you again.